Hi, I'm Megan Alfaro, and this is Live What Matters. I'm really excited about today's topic because it gets to the heart of what we're all about here at Live What Matters. It's a continuation of a theme that we talked about last time, and that's making disciples in the home. As someone who follows Jesus, I've been called to teach my kids about him and train them in godliness, which many of us are all about, at least in principle. But putting this into action doesn't come naturally to most of us. For me, I needed to see it in action to really grasp what it means to disciple my kids. So today, I've invited Judy Gary to join us and share some ideas of simple ways we can teach our kids about God. But before we begin, it was on my heart to say a word of encouragement. On this podcast, we share a lot of ideas about things we can do to stay focused on what matters. But in case we send the wrong message, this podcast is not about being perfect. We certainly don't want you to feel like you're a bad mom because you're not doing this or that. My heart is heavy for any mama who is not feeling good enough. I know some of you might hear the things we talk about today and just feel overwhelmed. Believe me, I know there are seasons as a mom you're just trying to make it through the day. As someone who has gone through postpartum depression myself, I know what that's like. The last thing we want to do is add to your burden. But at the same time, we do want to share principles that can lead to good, good things for your family. I really like an old proverb that says, I navigate by the stars. I may not reach them soon, but they guide me in the right direction. At Live What Matters, we want to talk about some of those stars that can help us stay on course as moms. We understand that each of us is on a different journey. Perfection is a long way off, but by God's grace and in His loving embrace, we can be faithful along the way. So with that said, let's get started on today's discussion. Making Disciples in the Home. Judy, what I'd like to start with today is defining what we're talking about when we talk about discipling our kids. In the Bible, a disciple is someone who is not only instructed by the teacher, but a disciple embraces and adheres to the teaching that he's received. And I suppose when we talk about discipling our children, we could talk about all kinds of subjects. We can disciple them to be good handlers of finances, or Mm. we can disciple them to be gracious people who know how to be thankful or be kind to other people. There are so many topics that you can approach about being disciples. But today, I think the thrust of what I'd like to focus on today is spiritually. How do we go about transferring and teaching a walk with the Lord to our children. Mm. I think when we can successfully do that, that is called discipling them. The key passage, if I had to pick one, would probably be Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, where Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the age. So I just stared at that, thinking about making disciples of all nations. I probably can't reach all the nations, but I can start my home. So Judy, Jesus wants you to make disciples of your children, of your family. 
Our responsibility is to keep Jesus' teachings right in front of our children so that it's visible and it's tangible to them. We need to speak it out, and we need to live it out right in front of them. Now, all that probably sounds pretty theological, but I think that discipleship is a pretty practical, Mm -hmm. nitty-gritty kind of a thing. It's living life in front of them. Life that just oozes Jesus. It just pours out of us. That he's evident in the way we say good morning to our children. He's evident in the attitude that we have while we're cleaning the toilet. He's evident in the way that we park our car and return the carts (laughs) at the grocery store. It's having Jesus visible in every Mm. single aspect and every single moment of our day. Hmm. That's discipleship. Wow. This seems like it encompasses a lot of things. I have a clarifying question for you. Oops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So when we're focusing on making disciples, who are we making disciples of? Are we making disciples of us or are we making disciples of Christ? Because I've always thought of it as like, oh, well, we're making our kids, helping them to be disciples of Christ. But but the way you're talking about it, it's, it's almost as if they're watching what we're doing and learning to be like us. So I just wanted to clarify that a little bit. That's something to really look at deeply because, you know, that passage in Matthew that I just talked about where it says teaching them to observe everything. The last thing Jesus says before he leaves is, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. The only hope that I have in this life of showing my children what Jesus is, is to have Jesus be with me, Mm. for him to be in me. And the truth is he does live in us. And he lives through us. Thinking about 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, where where Paul writes to the church, Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. And I think that really answers the question. Mm -hmm. When we're walking with Jesus, we should be able to say to them, Imitate me and follow my example. But that's pretty... really puts the heat up on us. It's a tall order, yeah. Yes, because that means we really need to stay close to the Lord because mm. we want them to see Jesus. Yeah. And I think we women should be, as mothers, going to the Lord every day and saying, clean out everything in my life that doesn't look like Jesus so that we can really say to our children, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. I was wondering if maybe we could make this really practical to kind of give moms a vision of what this looks like on an everyday basis, because it can be kind of daunting to think about, ooh, discipling our kids. Like, what is that? I know. You know, it's, it seems like a big job, but really it's just patterns that we have mm-hmm. every day. So let's do that. Let's talk about some some ways that we can live this out on a daily basis with our kids and helping them understand who Christ is and following him. Getting practical is huge because a lot of us hear the theory and we nod yes, but we we don't have any idea of what that looks like in regular routine life. Discipling our children isn't as much what we do as much as who we are, but it comes out in things that we do. Mm. So it's kind of mixed together. First of all, I'd say start with spending time in the Word with Jesus every day so that he can speak to us and then we'll have something fresh to share from the Lord every day. I know I used to have a 
a clothespin, a big fancy, oh, it was fancy clothespin. (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen a fancy clothespin? Anyway, I had this thing I'd keep in the middle of the table in the morning uh, when I'd have my quiet time. I'd write it on a little piece of paper and put it on a clothespin and drop it on the dining room table so that at night I could remember to tell the kids what Jesus had told me that morning (laughs) because probably I'd forgotten by then. Hmm. But at least I had something to tell them and then pray that our children's eyes and hearts would be enlightened so that they could see the truth of Jesus being lived out in our homes. And I think one of the most dangerous things is to give them all the facts about Christianity. But that just creates a Pharisee. Mm. What we want is that our children meet Jesus personally, and they walk faithfully with him every day of their lives. And that's what we're praying, is that their hearts will be opened and their eyes will be opened. Mm. Not just their minds, but their hearts and their just deep into the core of who they are, their spirits. I think another thing we could do as mothers is pray with our children. Just pray with them. Jesus prayed with his disciples. He broke the bread. Remember, he held those those fish and loaves and prayed and asked the Lord to bless Mm it. Well, when we have meals, why don't we just get in the habit of praying at every meal? Mm -hmm. Pray with them. Get in the habit. And I would also say don't stop when people are watching. Sometimes we feel awkward, like if we're in a restaurant or we have house house guests or people there at dinner. No, we should just keep going and pray before bedtime for your children every night. Make a get into the habit of doing that routinely. Mm-hmm. Pray with your children. And it's, it's it's like a simple thing, but something that we could do regularly that could really yeah have an impact on them. Yeah, and just start it, and the children will really depend on that. They will love that. I think we need to follow Jesus' example and. As mothers, you know, we have a golden opportunity. Take your kids with you everywhere you go so they can just watch you react and relate to everything in life, doing daily things. And they're going to start to see Jesus in the routine things. Like if you're you're driving around and there's no parking spots and you just, a routine thing, they're in the cars. Don't just quietly say, boy, I wish I had a parking space. But say, let's pray for a parking space. Take it to the king. And then the children will start saying, oh, we need to take this to the king. They'll learn to pray as Mm -hmm. they go, that it's just part of life. As they watch us relate and react to daily events, that's where they're going to see Jesus. I'm kind of a chatterbox, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Anyway, (laughs) I verbalize a lot, and I think that we need to encourage moms to to talk Mm -hmm. openly. Talk about what you see. Talk about what you're experiencing. Talk about pointing out the flowers that are blooming in the yard. Mm. Point out the changing seasons that the ch- your children see around you. Point out the way that, that that God waters the plants every night when there's moisture and dew on the on the leaves. Count the petals on different flowers and see how unique they are. And look at the same trees. Like, yeah, they're all pine trees, but look how different they are. Each each one has branches going out in different directions. They're all so unique. All of God's creation is so unique. And then just discuss the beauty of the Mm. uniquenesses of everything that the Lord's made in their lives. Yeah, it seems like talking is a pretty important one. I actually was talking with a mom whose kids were now teenagers, Uh and she said that it was really difficult for her. It was it felt awkward to have conversations about God with her teenagers. And part of it was because she didn't start when they were little. She wasn't in the habit. And so she had never built those habits. And so... 
it seems like it would be wise to, as soon as they're born, just get in that habit so it feels normal to talk about God and to weave him into our dialogue about everyday life. That is really insightful. That's true. And and for that mom who has older children, I would just say, sit the children down and explain that you're, you feel awkward because you've never done it. Yeah. And just say, I'm new State at this, but I'm going to be trying to do this. So if I look weird, hey, help, bail me out. Give mm-hmm. me, throw me a bone because mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be more articulating what Jesus is doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Let them know. I, I think they kind of join the team and yeah. help. I really do. That's, I, that's really interesting. We do need to start talking about the Lord as early as we can, even in utero, talking to our children mm-hmm. about what he's doing in their lives. Hello, you hold your tummy. Hello, you're 10 weeks old today. I know your heart is beating. Hello down there. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Children will respond to the voices of their parents when they're born because they've been listening for nine months. Mm-hmm. Another thing you could do, and you may do this, is invest in some Christian CDs and play children's songs that have scripture in them. Mm. Sing in the car. Boy, you've got a captive audience in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love the car. As you sing the songs, ask your children, do you know what these words mean? And then talk about the song and sing sing the song together with gusto. Mm. I mean, just belt it out. Let everybody have fun. Because life should be fun. It's fun. But it takes them right back to the heart of God. Mm. I think we grandparents can do that. And not just parents, but if you're a grandparent, don't stop. It's not the time to stop when you're a grandparent. You just keep on trucking. Mm. And those grandkids eat it up. I mean, maybe they're just polite. (laughs) (laughs) Could be they're just being polite. (laughs) But at least I'm consistent. (laughs) Uh, And I think it helps as a grandmother now, but even starting when the children are very young and they're your own children, Talk about them with what their life will look like someday, what your dreams are for them, and give them a vision of how important they are, how important they are to Jesus, the King of Kings, and how much they are loved by the creator of their every part of them. Hmm. Tell me a little more about, about that. What would I say to Zoe if I was talking about the future? Oh, I would say, Zoe, just look at her and say, you are going to be such a woman who fears the Lord Because God says a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Mm. You, as you walk with the Lord and fear him and walk faithfully with him, everything in your life is going to be praiseworthy and beautiful. Do you know that if you walk in God's ways, you'll find rest for your soul? I see you walking in God's paths all the days of your life and Mm. finding rest in your soul. Won't it be wonderful when we obey the Lord in our whole lives and just talk with her through her life and talk with her about the boy she's going to marry if she ever gets married someday. Mm. Zoe, your, your husband may be out there alive today. Wouldn't that be something? Why should we pray for him today and pray for him? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just make it real because it is real. Wow. We just need to talk to them about Mm -hmm. it. Include them in on what we're thinking in our own hearts. Yeah. Another part of discipling our children, I believe, is to bring the challenges of our, our own personal daily lives out in the open so that our children can see what we're going through or what we're facing and find out what the Bible has to say about those situations. It can be about our lives or maybe about their lives. What if your 
you know, you go to a grocery store and somebody is really rude to you in a grocery mm. store, how do you respond? Talk to your children about things like that. Mm. How do you think mom should have responded to that situation? Mm. You know, the Bible says a harsh word stirs up anger, but a gentle answer turns away wrath. Did we give that person a gentle answer? Did you see us getting angry? Oh, well, then we, you know, and then talk about how to deal with anger. But just make the Bible very practical. Mm. We used to have a game and a board game called Choices that we had when the kids were teenagers, where dilemmas, moral dilemmas were there. And we had to decide what we would do in that moral dilemma. And there were scripture verses that we could look up. And it's really good to talk with your children about those dilemmas mm. because God's word is really super practical. Mm-hmm. He has answers for daily living. So why not talk about them with our children? So not being afraid to bring up maybe some of the negative things or the struggles that even we're going through. Let's face it, we can't hide much from our children. (laughs) If if we're impatient or completely off kilter or crazy, let's just call it a spade a spade. If we're crazy ladies one day, (laughs) (laughs) we need to just set the cards on the table and say, kids, I'm losing it today, and I need patience. I need Mm -hmm. peace in my life. Mm -hmm. And let them share with you if they're old enough or share with them what you're going to do about it so that they can say, oh, yeah, if anyone lacks patience or, you know, what we should do is wait on the Lord. We should be kind to each other and tenderhearted. If they're young children, just tell them, Jesus can give me the patience to deal with this situation, Mm -hmm. but I need you to pray for me. And have them pray for you. Our children can pray for us. Yeah. If we come across a situation and we don't know what the answer is, if our children have a a problem like somebody's been bullying them and we don't know what the Bible says or whatever the issue is, we need to just admit it and say, well, let's look in the Bible and see if we can find out what the Bible says because the Bible has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Mm. It's right here. Let's just look and find it. As we do that, then they start to realize, oh, well, you don't have to, you aren't born knowing everything in the Bible. You have to actually study it. And it's a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. So we learn, you're showing them an example of learning God's word throughout your whole life. Another part of discipleship is, is probably just tuning in and being aware of everything going on in your home. I don't even know all of the, the techie things that kids use to plug into Uh, sources coming into the home and into their lives today. But back in our day, we just had the TV. Be aware of what they're listening to so that you can counteract it and and, uh, make a a counter argument for the Lord at appropriate times. It's not wrong, and it's actually helpful, I believe, at times to have false teaching inserted because it gives you an opportunity to go in and speak the truth. And I don't know if you ever watch these shows on TV, but years ago, our children sometimes would watch a show after TV, um, and it was it was a fine show. But the the theme song would say, "Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right to some." Does that ring a bell? Well, that's an old show, <laughs> <laughs> and and so what might be right for you may not be right for some, and. And to me, that sounded like that could be floating morality. That sounds like a lack of absolute truth in life, Mm. challenging absolute truth. And so anytime that show came on, I was ready to roll. I would jump in front of the TV like a wild woman, get my face right down where the TV screen was, and say, 
that's a lie from the devil. And my kids are like, uh, first couple okay, of times. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say this little, this little routine, I'd say, right is always right. Wrong is always wrong. Right is never wrong. And wrong is never right. And they'd say, yeah, yeah, we know, mom. <laughs> but I kept doing it. I, hmm. I, I kept doing it because that was my opportunity. And I, I heard that and I thought, this is my opportunity to speak the truth. <laughs> And that, that brings me to another point. Don't get tired of telling the kids over and over mm-hmm. again, continually speaking truth. It doesn't matter if they've heard it a hundred times before. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You seal it into their hearts through repetition. As they get older, my kids would try to say, I know, I know, kind of kind of to put us off as mothers. I don't, your children aren't old enough yet, but they'll hit a point where they'll say, oh, we know, Mom, but don't, let, don't be put off by that. Mm. Keep speaking in the truth. It's like Second Peter chapter 1. He says, I'm always ready to remind you of these things, even though you know them already. <laughs> I'm always ready to remind you. Oh, that's so funny to read that verse as a mother now. I know. Just keep reminding them. And I need to be reminded Mm, of truth. Yeah. So uh, we should always be reminding our children of truth their whole lives. And then the ultimate thing, the greatest thing, it isn't a thing. It's not something we do. It's us. It's who we are. We need to fall in love with Jesus himself. Mm. Just fall in love with him. Because here we are saying, well, we need to have Jesus show up here, and we need to have Jesus come out of our mouths, and we need to do this and that. But that happens because we are wildly in love with the lover of our souls. Mm-hmm. And when he wraps his arm around us, it just he just squeezes out, and his fragrance is everywhere. And our children experience that. But it's not hard to—you don't have to say to yourself to write a note to remember to talk about Jesus. Because if you're wildly in love with someone, Mm. you can't help yourself. He's everywhere. He colors everything in your day and everything in your life. He just flows out of your heart. Jesus lived day in and day out, when you think about discipleship, for three years with his disciples. And he had 12 disciples that he chose to be really close to him on the inner circle. But he had a lot of other disciples. And he taught him verbally. He, they watched him all through these three years of watching him. But think about it. How many years do you have your children watching you day in and day out? Maybe 18 mm-hmm. before they leave for college? We moms have the God-given privilege of discipling our children as they live day in and day out watching us for 18 years. There is no other relationship on the entire planet where we have been given such a trusted position of influence. Wow. That is the most influential position in the world. And this is a privilege and a high calling. We have an opportunity to really disciple our children intensely. We need to teach them verbally, and we need to live it out in front of them every day so that they can see coming out of us what really matters as we live what matters. Judy Gary on Making Disciples in the Home. You may have noticed a recurring theme throughout these podcasts. 
So much of parenting comes down to our own personal transformation. I love what Judy was saying about how even our failures can be an opportunity to talk to our kids about God and demonstrate the gospel in action. Thank the Lord. (laughs) We can be honest with our kids that we are sinners in need of God's grace every day. You can hear part one of today's discussion on our website. It's called The Goal of Parenting. Visit livewhatmatters.org or look for us on iTunes. Today's podcast was produced by Katie Losey, Carlos Alfaro, and myself. I'm Megan Alfaro. Until next time, live what matters. <music>